Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So for my loyal listeners of this podcast, you might remember an episode I did last November, November of 2019. I covered an indie film red carpet called Crown Vic, and it was produced by Alec Baldwin, and I really liked the movie for a few reasons, but one of the big ones was the performance of an actor named Josh Hopkins. He played this crazy, scary cop on steroids. But what really shocked me is when I interviewed him on the red carpet, he was extremely sweet and down to earth, nothing like his character. So he definitely wasn't typecast. Um, And I just instantly became even more of a fan. So he's also um, really easy on the eyes as well. (laughs) So Josh has a huge fan base from when he played Grayson on Courtney Cox's hit show, Cougar Town. He was on that show for about six years, and it just continues to be a fan favorite. You can actually stream all six seasons on Hulu now, if you haven't already. And I'm actually in the process of doing it because I never actually watched it. And now um, that I'm watching it, at this point in my life, it's it's kind of hitting home a little bit more. Um, but anyway, so he was also a series regular on the shows Quantico and Whiskey Cavalier. He's great in those. And um, so I reached out to Josh, you know, just to check in during quarantine, see what he's been up to. And it was just really fun catching up with him and learning a little bit more about him. He's just such a great person. So I'm going to cut some of our small talk at the beginning where I complain about my allergies and just like, get you know, right into it. Over, so, so enjoy Josh, ladies uh, um, and yeah. gentlemen too. Yeah. Amen um, to that. Yes. So we've talked a little bit about this offline, but um, besides porn, what has been your favorite thing to watch in quarantine? <laughs> That's it. Just, just porn. porn. Okay. Um, I've, I finished Ozark. I had a couple seasons on that. That's just an unbelievable show. Um, my favorite new show, I mean, in a long time was Lil Dicky, uh, Dave mm-hmm. on FX. Um, I thought that show was genius. It was funny, okay. but it was multidimensional. It had an episode all about bipolar. I mean, it's, I, I think that was genius. I mean, I can't overstate that enough. Um, and I finally uh, taken uh, my first uh, step into The Wire, which people universally say might be one of the best television shows ever. So I've gotten, I'd started that a couple times in years past, but then 
you know, work got involved or in the way or something. So then I'd have to go back. But now, hey, no work. So right. I am. Uh, well, I can't get um, past the first episode. And it has like everything that I like. It has like murder and cops and drug dealers. And it's like right up my alley, but I can't get into it. I don't know. Maybe I'll try again. I was kind of the same way. I, yeah. I, was, I swear. And it took, it took a few episodes. Like all these shows, you know, to establish. Like I was just saying. One of my favorite shows of all time was Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. And I almost, I watched three of those and almost quit. And then the fourth one got me. Got into it. I was so happy because I ended up loving that show. So this takes about four, two, Hmm. you know, but you know, it's great because it's just universally acclaimed. Right. Everybody talks about it. Do you ever, do you ever watch a show and are you like, wait, why am I not on that show? (laughs) Like, does that ever pop into your head as an actor? That's every show. I hate you. Um, I I should be on that. Why can't I be on that? Yeah. You ever get annoyed at your agents? Like, why didn't you send me that? Where was, you know, where was the the heads up? No, I know they're working hard for me. Like, lots of times it's because you're already on a show. Right. You can't be on that show because you're doing a show, you know? Um, Yeah. I'm like, why did I even audition for that? Because you couldn't. You weren't available. So I know not to question them. They're good. Okay. So that makes sense. That makes sense. But you used to live in LA for most of your career and then you relocated to Austin. So is it because you're just kind of a hometown guy at heart? Like you just kind of got sick of the LA scene or what was, you know, wouldn't that move sort of hurt your career? Um, You know, I spent over 20 years in LA and I was in New York for seven ish before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my time in the big cities and, and now just because of this, right. I don't have to be there. Right. Um, so why really deal with the traffic and the everything? Now I love LA and I loved being there in LA and I are cool. I'm not like, I had, I hate LA or I, hate, right, right. I love LA. There's just, I needed a life change mm. and, uh, I got a bunch of friends here in Austin and even a bunch of friends I grew up with in Kentucky. So I got a good community already here. So I was just ready to make the change. And there's like eight direct flights to LA every day from here. It's like, it's not inaccessible. And most of the time I can, I could do it remotely. Like if I have a meeting or something. So yeah, it just became really easy and it was time for me just to, to get out of there. So you can send self tapes like, you know, just like you could in LA pretty much like, because they don't have you go in as much as yeah. how it is. Yeah. I don't know anything about the world of, of being a, a film and screen actor. I have no idea. So um, that's all just so. No, well, it's changed. It's changed a lot because of, yeah, we could just, you know, if I just have a meeting, if a producer wants to talk, I don't have to drive an hour and a half in traffic and go yeah. meet them and then drive, you know, now right. Even in LA, they'll be like, let's just do a Zoom meeting or something. And I can do that from here just as easily. So, you know, it's just, and yeah, half the time, if I have to audition for something in LA, they'll be like, they just want you to put yourself on tape. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference in doing it here and there? And if I have to get there, it's, it's easy. I didn't even think about that. Um, is Hollywood still casting for things right now? Like, are you still submitting tapes? Are you still getting inquiries of, of you know, show 
auditions and, and film auditions and, and stuff that's coming up because I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait, so I don't think a new movie is going to be made for like months and months and months at this point, just because everything's shut down and everything that was in the works is like, you know, what's happening. Yeah, I, I am still getting stuff, but I, I, and I'll say, well, I got nothing else to do, but you know, if, if I, you know, put myself on tape or have a meeting, but I think it's all just wishful thinking at this point. No one really knows. So everyone wants to be ready in case that we're like, okay, we're full board going again. So they want to, you know, be ready. So, but I don't anticipate working for a while. Right. I mean, I've heard about some of the things they're trying to um, implement, you know, like in every profession for social distancing and whatnot. But I mean, to make a movie or TV show, it's a community effort and people are around each other all the time. People are constantly touching your face and your clothes and departments are intermingling. And it's, I don't know how production's going to get insurance. Right. Because they start up and then it shuts down because of, there's a COVID outbreak throughout the crew or the cast that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to stop and then pick up and mm -hmm. it's just I just I don't know how they're going to do it but you know every industry is dealing with this right now we'll just have to see but yeah. they're they're still sending some stuff out but I don't know how serious it is right it's I, I bet it's hard to sort of put your heart and soul in it when you're like is this even going to get made and is this even going to happen but like you said there's not really much else going on right now so why not, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did hear that Netflix was going to start production with like green screens. I don't know if you heard that, which I thought was interesting. I'll find the article. I'll send it to you. But I thought that was interesting just because that actually gives me hope for um, new stuff. Yeah, for real. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and for us at home, like we're burning through every season of these shows. Like we need more. <laughs> like we seriously need more. I was just talking about uh, watching like Sons of Anarchy all over again, even though that put me in like a deep, dark depression. Have you, did you watch that or no? No, no. Oh Maybe I God. should be next, even though wait, if it's super dark. Wait, it's, I, it's the best show on TV, but it actually, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's like a white girl thing where we just love murder and violence. Like, it's just like, it's so <laughs> weird, but we love it so much. So this show is like all of that. It's so good. Like, I need you to watch it actually. So I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch it. Okay. But All right. Anyway, um, I had a question for you about you, you do film and you do TV. Have you ever done stage? Yo, oh, yeah. And that's where I started. That's when, why I moved oh. to New York. Oh, I didn't, mm -hmm. I could not find that about you. So tell me about that. Your, your time as a stage actor and maybe what your, your favorite show was your favorite play. Oh, um, well, that you were in. I mean, that it's been in. a, it's been a long time, which is why I really want to do it again because it scares me to death. Like it's just, you know, it's a yeah. different beast, but I really love that process because you get to sit with, with the, the words for so long and you get to go and rehearse for weeks. And, and uh, I love that process. It's just, a, and, and every day, you know, that you do the play twice on whatever days you, you, it changes every time. It's like this working art that constantly changes. Whereas with TV or film, you do it and then they pick it, they, you know, whatever. And it's splice get, and it never changes. Right. You know, meaning could change for the audience at some point, but the, the stage every night's different. And so you're sharing that with an audience and immediate feedback. Uh, my favorite, the first thing I did, the first 
professional job I got when I moved to New York was understudying on at the Roundabout Theater on Broadway for Picnic, the movie, I mean, the play Picnic. Okay. And uh, I was understudying uh, Kyle Chandler. Oh, cool. And Tate Donovan, both okay. of their parts. Tate Donovan, Kyler, so you were Kyle Chandler, and Tate. Or is that so an understudy? The swing. I was understudying, both okay. of them. Okay. Yeah. And that wow. was my first paying gig in New York and it's really cool. And and that's Broadway. That's, so you got to New York yeah. and you got right to Broadway. That's actually not fair. That's like, that's rude. Um, well, but. sort of got right to Broadway. I <laughs> okay. got right on a production, but never, ever, none of them, neither of them ever missed a show. So I never got on. So I was just there every day. Wait, yeah. was it a limited run or are they just like, like was, superheroes. you know a few months it wasn't like yeah it wasn't uh probably three or four months ashley judd was, wow. was in it uh but that was really really cool i had to learn oh i booked a movie while i was doing that okay understudying and in the movie i had two scenes where i was out on a smoking break from my job so i had to learn to smoke <laughs> a cigarette because you know you can tell even yeah. as a non-smoker when someone's just faking it yes. and it looks and, so stupid <laughs> yeah and yeah. this this was a long time ago so everybody was smoking in the theater like backstage you know so yeah. they would all, they all taught me how to smoke <laughs> you know i, I have, I, have yes. a, I know i have great memories wait of, this of was that. like 20 years ago basically yeah so yeah and i was Kate Donovan taught you how to smoke cigs. That's awesome. They did. It was no. It was the, it was oh. the backstage guy. Okay. It was the props and all they they knew how to smoke. Really knew how to smoke. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Wow. Yeah, and it it's grossed so me out. You. And then once we finally got. Yeah. Well, once we finally got to the when I was shooting the actual movie, mm -hmm. the two scenes where I was smoking were in the same location, so we did them back to back obviously you know they weren't in this back to back in the movie right but right. on that day we shot them and by the end of the second scene people were like dude you you look green you don't look good <laughs> and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> i was grossed out i'm dying because the one time i smoked a cigar when i was trying to like impress a guy or something i threw up so that makes perfect sense. i was close after all that i mean i was really close Wait, that's so funny. So what movie took you away from New York when you were doing this play? Uh, it was called Parallel Suns. Okay. It actually went to Sundance. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so I got to go to Sundance with the first movie I was in. Wow. You know, I was on Broadway and got to, I mean, wow. things were looking good. I don't know what happened. No, oh, I don't know how it all fell apart. <laughs> um, I would say COVID, basically. Um, I think that yes, everybody's... Yes. No, really, though. Everybody, everybody's affected like this. And, and my babysitter who came over, she booked a show. She's an actress. And, and she was going to work for Hunter Foster. She was going to be the lead in Rock of Ages. And she's very bummed. It was going to get her her equity card now. Yeah, so... Everyone's in the same boat. It's you're you're obviously not alone. But um, but so do you think that you want to go back to New York and try to pursue Broadway again? Uh, because I I thought of you oh. 
like during when I, I mean, I'll let you answer the question, but I did want to say I saw Jerry O'Connell in a soldier's play on Broadway. And I actually immediately thought of you for that role. Jerry really? O'Connell, he was totally good. He was, he was good. Right. He's a, he's a good actor. I love Jerry. Yes. Um, so good actor, but I, you know, you're, you're very tall, like him. I'd say you're taller than him, I, I think. And you've got more, um, yeah, you've got more of a, a commanding presence, I think. So I was like, man, you should have, you should have gone out for that. That was like, that was. I should have. I should have. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> I've talked, I've, I've talked to my agents about it, you know, and uh, yeah. um, had some meetings when I was out last time I saw you in New York when mm -hmm. the uh, Crown Vic premiere. Right. Right. I, I was there for you know, several weeks after that, just, and I had some meetings with okay. uh, theater casting people and producers yeah. and now this happened. So I'll yeah. probably have to go reestablish all that again after this and pick a month and go do it. I, yeah, that's, oh my God, that really sucks. That really sucks. <laughs> it really does though. I don't even know what else to say, but it just, it sucks. Um, but if you, if you weren't acting, what do you think you'd be doing? Like what, what other career was sort of in your head if this didn't work out? You know, my mom said, uh, we were talking the other day and she, she remembered when I, right before I, you know, really left for New York and stuff, she said, what else would you like to do? And I was like, psychology. I've always had a real interest in psychology. Okay. And I still do. I read a lot of books and I just, that interests me a right. lot. Um, I was not a very good student, so I don't know if I could ever been a psychiatrist or psychologist, but if I was, I would have loved to do that. I would have loved to do something that changes every day. I couldn't do a monotony. I could, like a lot of people, I could be a cop. Yeah. I would love to have been, I could have never gotten through med school, but like an ER doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they're on call and it's really, it, you know, it's tough, yeah. but it's wow. something where you don't know what's going to happen that day. Yeah. I, I I prefer, and if not in something there, just something creative uh, in the arts, and I don't, I don't know what, but something where I felt like I was creating. Right. I don't That's, know exactly what that would be. Acting is the perfect job for you then, because it sounds like you really don't like monotony. You like waking up and not knowing what's going to happen. So that's that's really exactly. interesting. And it's funny because I'm very type A, so I, I like to sort of know what's going on and what's going right. to happen. Sure. Um, yeah, so this, me switching careers midway through my own life has been so weird because this is, this is the opposite of type A, just doing this stuff. So that's right. really funny. And you, you are not type A, it seems like then, because you like the wild. No, I'm very go with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, friends uh, that more talented than I that couldn't handle the rejection, couldn't handle the yeah. not knowing. Right, it's and all the this is a specific thing, you know. Do to you, they must really jab at you a lot as an actor, and just sort of pick you. Well, it apart. depends on how you take it, you yeah. know. I right. I am in one ear, out the other. I go in, they're like, "No, nope, it's not going to happen." I forget I ever went in on that thing. I don't hold on to any of it. I just let it go. I mean, it's you're too tall. You're not blonde. You're the, you know, it could be yeah. a thousand things, and yeah. you're just not right for it, you know. But you go and you try and. Uh, but I can really let it go. In fact, there's been s lots of times, one of the most surreal things is to be in like a movie, mm -hmm. watching a movie, in a yeah. movie theater, watching a movie, and suddenly you're just watching and you're like, how do I know this whole monologue? 
<laughs> this is so weird. And you realize, like, for it. three years earlier, you read for it. And you That's still amazing. kind of vaguely remember it. And you're like, holy shit. Yes, that's so that's funny. That's a surreal feeling, and it's Wait, happened quite a few so times. Funny. Oh, my gosh. So has there been anything that, like, sticks out in your head that you were just you really wanted and you were just really disappointed that you didn't get it? I mean, that's a long, <laughs> long, long list. But anything that was, like, so – it just really meant a lot. Like, you read the script, and you were like, oh, my gosh, this is for me. Like, this – I'm meant for this. And then, Well, here's a funny thing that, that you just said that. I yeah. was – I would say the second option for to play the Jerry O'Connell part in Jerry Maguire. Get out of here. I was new to, to New York, pretty new, yeah. and they flew me out, and I read with Tom Cruise. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, yeah. And I'd seen um, the casting director years later, and she said, if I'd lived in L.A., it would have been a lot. I, Jerry probably would have still gotten it, but it would have been a lot better for me because when they're still trying they want studio wouldn't fly you back out yeah figure it out you know but uh jerry's great in it but you know you see that and you think how much different your life because that that movie was one of those lightning in a bottle social that thing was huge so so big i mean it made it made cuba gooding jr in my opinion so yeah show me the money it's iconic it's uh it's uh Exactly. Had me at, hello. I mean, that's an yeah. iconic film. Oh, Renee yeah. Selwiger made. Right. You're so right. I forgot about her too. That's so funny. Huh. So that kind of stuff could drive you crazy if you let it. And there's lots of things like that. But yeah. you, you, I, if you just think I'd go crazy, it'd be the people that I said that have quit because they yeah. can't deal with that kind of thing. And I think of things that, I always think I probably would have been really immature and done some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had gotten famous right then, like <laughs> I would have, you know, yeah. embarrassed my family somehow. Mm-hmm. And I think about all the friends I met, like immediately after that, I know it's nothing, but I booked GI Jane. Okay. And uh, obviously not the kind of impact film, nor was it as big a part as that one would have been, but, yeah, but I made some great friends that I talk to to this day that that's Greg Bello yeah, who yeah, yeah. was the producer in, in Crown Vic yeah that's the reason you know I met him on that and you just you know those are lifelong friends and things happen for different reasons people always ask like what's your favorite part or you know movie or show you've ever done and yeah. they're all it's different for different reasons you know mm-hmm. it's people you meet it's it's the relationships ultimately in any profession anything it's really that it's like how your life the people you meet who you love and like and Mm -hmm. you know share friendships with for your lifetime and and then people do that at work a lot so I've been really lucky there so who knows I could have been on crack after that I probably would have been like out and about you know Thinking I was thinking I was hanging all, out with Lindsay Lohan, underage girl, yeah, you know, the whole thing. I'd be a superstar yep. and then I'd be on crap. <laughs> so everything happens for a reason, clearly. And exactly. Then, but then you booked Cougar Town, which people are so obsessed with. And that is actually on my list of things to watch just because I, I'm one of the few people that haven't seen it. Only because, again, I'll stop talking about it, but I just, funny shows are not like, usually what I watch, um, besides like right. a handful, but people are obsessed with it. Like they're, they are so obsessed with it, like to this day, and they're obsessed with you. So how did that go sort of just like change your life? 
I mean, that was, uh, I mean, there's another one where I just I made lifelong friends. We all got along. So I think one of the reasons that it was so successful was because we had so much fun making it and the audience can feel that and mm -hmm. tell, you know, if you do watch it, I'll tell you this, like the first few were rough to the me. Like, episodes, not, really? yeah, we did to really catch our footing and really see what it was. It was a little slapsticky at first. It was, uh, you know, um, and then I swear what happened was like the writers would see, you know, takes and they'd see where we did our scenes. And then they said, cut. And after they said cut, we'd all be like, you're going to do it like that. That was, that was shit. <laughs> you're a terrible actor. Like we'd all just like dig in on each other. Yeah, and that was yeah. where the, and they were like, that's the show. Wait, that's, that's the show. We'll just so have funny. You guys would just shit on each and make other. fun of each other. Yeah. And so then that's what the show <laughs> became. And I think that's where, so oh you'll see when that starts to happen. Once it yeah. start, stops being, you know, whatever it was in the beginning, once it starts being, we just get right. up and drink wine all day, make fun of each other. That's so when like it really- How many episodes would you say it took to sort of get to that point? Man, I can't remember. I just remember the first few yeah. were pretty painful. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Wait, now I'm going to watch it tonight. I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime, right? Right now? I don't know. I don't I know. It but it is amazing how many people yeah. find the shows now because yes. they're so, you know, and That's I've been getting exactly. a lot of- people reaching out on like Instagram and stuff like messaging yeah. and I try and write back if I because they're like I can't believe I love this show and I just like thank you we had a ball making it stay safe you are you, know? you are very kind I will say that you are a very kind person that's very nice of you that you try to keep up that's with nice of you to say no and I, I mean it but I will say your Instagram you really need more pictures of yourself like you don't <laughs> You're not very good at being active on it. And like, I feel like someone like you, you need to be more active and like post more pictures of yourself instead of like athletes or dogs or whatever. I don't even know, but I'm just making that up. because Nieces I and nephews. No, those are cute. People like those. A good cute kid pick. No, I get it. It's just like, I'm not good at the self-promotion and they've, you know, all agencies and managers, they have departments to help you like, you know, get your followers up, which yeah. actually matters nowadays, yeah. but I don't do it. I just can't. You have a lot of followers. You don't actually need more followers. You've kind of got that covered. You just need better content. Like <laughs> I don't, well, better content. I don't have that many yeah. followers and, you know, compared to wow. a lot of people, it's just, and I should probably do that. And they tell you when to post and what to post and the yeah. best times of day to post. And I'm just yeah, like, I just, that's, I'm too that's old. Tough. No, that's hard. And I feel like for you, that's, that doesn't matter as much. That's more for like influencers. That ship has sailed for me. Like I, it's the kid's game. And I'm just like, I'll just throw stuff up Wait, there. But I feel the same way, but like you are at, a, you're at a point where you could kind of like relax with that stuff. I can't relax with it yet. I'm not there yet. So well, I have to deal with it. So you, whatever. You're skyrocketing. No, I'm not. I wish I was. Yeah, you but... changed professions and boom, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, very type A. Very talk type to me A. A talk to me in a year. Doing, so um, I want to know, I want to know who would you cast as Joe Exotic in the Tiger King movie? <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey okay. might be Ooh, good. That's a good one. And I would cast me. I'd be great at it. You would be. Give Wait, me a I'm mullet. Sure. Yes. You'd be so good at it. 
I haven't, I mean, I watched it right when it came out, but it was like, man, <laughs> yeah, get them tigers down there. And then, what's her name? What was the girl's name? The Carol lady Baskin? Hates? Carol yeah. Baskin. It's so good. I'm going to shoot her in her head. Like, Wait, that sounds like him. That's actually really creepy. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, so that's I should creepy. be him. Yeah, that's mm. a good one. That's actually, that's so funny. I'm going to throw your hat in the ring next time. There's a meme Thank out. You. I'm totally going to do that. Because Appreciate people are, it. People are saying Nick Cage. I don't know if you heard that. I thought that was a weird I think he's, I think they're two productions already getting ready to getting cast. get going because, you know, dueling Tiger King oh my movies gosh. or shows. That would be, yeah, that's crazy. Um, You should, yeah, he'd be so good. Wow. I, Your I, accent is totally I kill. scary. Totally scary. I kill. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to give you choices, okay? Are you ready? Okay. You just have to pick one as fast as you can and don't think about it, okay? Okay. Okay, blonde or brunette? Brunette. Okay, that's too slow. Tequila or vodka? T too slow? Yes, I too just, slow. I just bam, literally bam. quit. <laughs> Tequila or vodka? Tequila. Tequila. Kenny Powers or Lil Dicky? Kenny Powers. Lil Dicky. Oh, my God, you're, like, really blowing this. Uh, college well, I'm sorry. I didn't understand when you said Kenny Powers. It was like, Minnie Mowers. It was like, Minnie <laughs> oh, Kenny Powers. All right, let me slow down my diction for you. Um, college, football, or NFL? College. Casey Anthony or Lorena Bobbitt? Who's Casey Anthony? Are you serious? Again? I forgot. She, she killed her daughter, unfortunately. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lorena Bobbitt. She just cut a dick off. Yeah, that's it. That's no big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. Coffee Threw it out a window. <laughs> the bushes actually but who's you know paying attention um coffee or tea coffee star wars franchise or fast and the furious franchise star wars a thousand oh, times i'm a i'm a huge star wars buff oh my gosh i did not know that that's very dorky but and i'm not a fast and furious at all oh my god i love paul walker and i love vin diesel stop it i love this paul like, walker too oh. I, I just they're no? Don't like it. The first one was really good, yeah. but it was a straight knockoff of that Keanu Reeves movie where he's surfing and he's a cop. What's it called? I don't know. Uh, he's a surfer. He goes undercover as a surfer. I, I only, I don't really watch Keanu Reeves movies. I, <laughs> I mean, it was really old, but it was, it, was watched, the, but it was the exact movie, except instead of surfers, it was, he infiltrated a car thing. It was a knockoff. Oh, not, oh, Speed? No, no. no. I'm saying Paul Walker played the Keanu Reeves part, but it was cars instead oh, of surfers. Oh, Yeah, I don't know, but I no. definitely disagree with you on that one. Um, Jessica Alba or Jessica Simpson? Alba. Oh, I was so good at that too britney spears or christina aguilera aguilera now i mean britney poor thing i feel oh. uh, no i don't i don't think that she's i actually said the other day i don't know if you follow her on instagram i think something's up with her like something is wrong like i, I think well, you should cry for help she she talks so fast like she's on so much adderall or so much speed that i don't even know what to think anymore so. well i don't know i'm not trying to begrudge her but it seems like something's yeah. not right and not been right so it, i don't it totally is it, you know in mental health that sucks did That's you see sad. the um, did you see the snl uh impersonation when she's like i burned my gym down that that girl it was so yeah. good it literally yeah. was so accurate yeah it was so that's why Aguilera, I think she's got more mental health going she on. And totally, totally does. Um, New York or LA? New York. Yes, I love that answer. Mm -hmm. That's such a good answer. New York's <laughs> the greatest city in the world. I mean, I just couldn't 
take it anymore. You got to be, you got to be rich. Yeah. To really (laughs) be great in New York. When I lived there, I've lived there for like six, seven years. I moved to LA and I immediately, of course, immediately booked a show back in New York after I moved to LA. But, (laughs) of course, course. but then I was making a little money in the in a very little, but more than I, I'd net like taken two taxis in the six, seven years I lived there. Wait, you're so good. Are you kidding? Well, I was broke. Because you were like, yeah, struggling actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But then when I had a little money, I was like, I can get taxis and eat at some decent restaurants and not yeah. just some shitty deli. And it was yeah. a new city for me. That's so you got to have a little money there. So you, you, I just, yeah, going back to that, you went to LA and then you booked a show in New York, like a TV show that was filming there or? Yeah, it was the last season, this is how old I am, of a show called New York Undercover. Okay. Yeah, that was, I think that was before I. Yes, it was. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But I will say about you, you, um, you are, you are very young seeming. So. I'm very what? Young seeming. You, you know, what, however old you are. that They call that immature. Yeah, well, you know, it's working for you. So I would just stick <laughs> with it. Don't change. You're totally fine. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. And so for people that are listening to this, um, one of the most recent movies that you were in, Crown Vic, I, um, that was actually one of my favorite movies last year, but not because the movie was that good, because you were very good. Um, the movie <laughs> is good. I like, I like cop dramas. That's one reason I was into it. But the two leads <clears throat> were a little weak for me. Um, a little boring to watch, which is fine. You don't have to say anything. It's me saying it. Um, but you, you were very good and you were very scary. So you're by far my favorite part of that, that film. So I well, just put that out there. Well, thank you very much. I would encourage people to see that movie. Yes. Uh, because uh, I, I know that's on Prime right now. I'm not sure what else. It's on it's Prime. On. It's I've actually seen it. Like it's on Apple, iTunes, whatever. You can rent it. Um, but that's Crown Vic. It's a yeah. great gritty, dark police drama. Yes. Go see it. Yes, it's really good. It. It's, it's like you know, you could stop it like with twenty minutes left. I'd say you don't really need to watch the end. Don't listen to her. Rent <laughs> it. Kidding. Rent the movie. We're in a pandemic. It's it's dark, gritty. You know, if you don't like that kind yes. of thing. It's don't do it, but if you do, yeah. then do it. I was really happy to do that and do that part because um, it's a movie my dad I knew would really like. Yes. You know, he likes that kind of stuff, and I've been in so yeah. many comedies and light fair that right. you know that my mom and all her friends liked, and my dad was like, "Yeah, it's good." You're so but, good, Josh. <laughs> Something that yeah. I knew my dad would like. No, so, and, okay. and I'm messing around. The movie was so good. Clearly, I it was one of my favorite movies last year. So I'm Thanks. I'm kidding. Um, but no, I I love that film. And you were you were so scary. You made me want to do something bad so you could come and arrest me. So uh, hey, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm too nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for for catching up. This was super fun. So um, that thanks was for Josh having Hopkins. me. Yeah. Um, again, you guys should definitely rent Crown Vic if you haven't seen it. It's a great cop drama, even though I was teasing him about it. I really did enjoy it. Um, and if you need a comedy to binge watch, Cougar Town is fantastic. Josh and Courtney Cox, they have great chemistry on screen. I know I'm really enjoying it right now. And I don't know. I always just love watching someone on a show or in a film that I know is nice in real life. Um, I just end up rooting for them even more. 
Um, okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple um, and follow at Lauren underscore interviews on Instagram. And I know I was teasing Josh about his Instagram, but if you want to follow him, he's at Mr. Josh Hopkins. Okay, until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.